created for the MAPE community by the MAPE community. Left Unsaid is a podcast where we speak our truth, celebrate our talents, tell our stories, and explore what matters most to us. It's time to leave everything on the table and make sure nothing is left unsaid. Welcome to another episode of Left Unsaid. I'm your host, Carl Desir. And as usual, I'm excited for this conversation, mostly because me and the guest today were talking a little bit before we start recording and realized how far we went back and where we first kind of like all the, the impact we had, what we remembered about our first kind of interactions. Actually, we go back before I even joined the 4As and was running MAPE. So way, way back, back 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 i'm excited for this conversation because our guest today has been all over the globe and has been doing some really amazing things and we're here to hear their story tonight shabazz why don't you go and introduce yourself to the folks hello greetings yeah my name's shabazz hussein may 2010 alum founder and director of rawa media group uh an entertainment and branded content agency based in asia pacific Happy to be here today. Good to reconnect with you. Yeah, it, it has been already. Thank you for, for taking the time. I know you said you were in the mountains of Vietnam on a retreat, <laughs> taking some time to talk to us and share your story. People, we really appreciate that. But before we get into that, I know you're an avid listener. You've listened to each episode at least three times. So you know we have to do the red, yellow, green check-in. Of so course. For, for those first-time listeners... Red, yellow, green check-in is a way for us to understand how we're coming in to the conversation. Where we are physically, emotionally, spiritually, however you want to say it, red is you're here, but you're distracted because you got so much going on. You're just not fully focused. Green is you are fully focused. You're 100% here. Things are going great. Firing on all cylinders. Yellow somewhere in between. Shabazz, if colors aren't your thing, you can do shapes. You can do whatever. So abstract. Yeah, whatever, however you're feeling right now. And I know like you're on this retreat, so you might be feeling real good or not. Just you just got there. Who knows? But how are you coming in today? I'll keep it consistent. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 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 more around maybe a lime a lime green, I think. It's a bit in the middle. Um it's been a challenging couple of years and I'm coming off the back of that and just trying to get back to uh you know normal kind of way of things so it's it's been uh, an interesting journey just to crawl back to normalcy which is not even there yet for a lot of people oh yeah oh yeah it's gonna be a while all right lime green cool noted thank you for doing it so mape 2010 wow what was your experience like from the beginning starting with like how did you even find out about mape what was the application like and then getting in i think i learned about it i was actually in the uh the most promising minority student award with the aaf um I, I think they still run and so i got into that and then learned about all this this whole other world of other programs including the four a's and that's when i yeah just tried got in i don't even remember my application can't even talk about that <laughs> it's too long <laughs> But yeah, I got into uh, McCann, New York, met a lot of amazing people. I'm still your, still, conne- um, still connected with uh, account management. Yeah, so got my full, first full-time gig 
through MAPE at McCann, New York. Moved to BBDO, New York with a piece of business that I was working on. Eventually saw an opportunity at the Asia Regional Headquarters in Singapore. For for the agency or for the client? For the agency, yeah. For the agency, okay. Um, negotiated a transfer with BBDO Singapore, which is pretty rare at the time. I didn't even know anybody in Singapore. Heard about it. It's this country in Asia. Um, <laughs> Wait, that's, and... that's actually, so how, how many, I'm curious, how many years were you in when you did that, when you negotiated that kind of overseas transfer? I was about two over two years yeah how, two how did how years. did you do that because there are so many people that are like uh you know i want to get in i want to work internationally but mm. i'm not senior enough yet to negotiate that so yeah what that? i've heard that i've heard that before i think it's because i was on the account for so long at that time that there was a spot open on my team in the asia uh, on the asia business and i already knew a lot about the work so the training would be you know there'd be zero training needed and I, actually i could train some of the teams there and so it was kind of natural to to you know entertain my request to to explore a different part of the world and different part of the mm -hmm. business it wasn't okay, too so different than what i was doing yeah it seems like it's, it's a combination of things where it's like the timing was right because someone left on your team you were at an agency that could actually make that happen because they're global and then you kind of expressed the value you could bring by simply moving i had to do a powerpoint presentation on why they should hire me and move <laughs> okay <laughs> which you know I, I i still don't know anybody else that have that has done that but i had to present it to the ceo in in singapore and be like this is what I've done over the last couple of years. This is why I want to move. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was kind of like pitching myself to for them to, you know, make the decision. Okay. No, I like that. You, you basically were like, yeah, I want to do this. Here's my PowerPoint. I can bring a lot. I can bring a lot to here. Take that initiative. Okay, cool. So you made it, you made it to Singapore. That was, I mean, truly life-changing, pivotal moment for me, both personally and professionally. Definitely one of the smartest decisions I've made. I thought it was going to be two years, ended up for staying for about six years. Oh, wow. Yeah, I moved around through a few different agencies across. I mean, I was doing a lot of sponsorship work at the time, moved to sport entertainment. I traveled a lot, got very deep into work with clients all around Asia, hugely rewarding. I mean, outside of BBDO, like after I left BBDO, went through a few different agencies. You know, I got into entertainment partnerships, which I thought was really interesting because I love movies and stuff like that so i always kind of followed my my passion but you know looking back i was in like the kia headquarters in seoul one day then png in hong kong the next and running over to the border in shenzhen in china to be with meet the tech companies and in, in in china so you know hugely different experience and i was like learning everything on the way so definitely rewarding on, on a lot of levels while i was in singapore i started this mentorship advertising mentorship program with an industry body there i think they've actually merged with the forays just recently hopefully it's still running but i still try to apply everything i learned through mave and, and the time that i had in new york with the forays in other parts of the world and try to like spread the gospel a little bit and it, it worked. We rallied about like 20 C-suite level mentors to basically, you know, be part of the mentorship in industry in, in Singapore, which was has never been done before. That was really rewarding and interesting experience at the same time. Yeah. So that's, I mean, eventually after that, you know, eventually had a an itch for a change to be based somewhere else. Like Singapore is a pretty small country. Kind of, you kind of get like 
a little bit of maybe Stockholm syndrome there. You just kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's very small knit country and you're like, Oh, I need to do other things in other places, which might be bigger. I had decided on Tokyo with my fiance, one of the most difficult and challenging places, honestly, would not have been able to do it without her. Actually landed back at McCann, Tokyo, through some of the people that I kept in touch uh, with at the New York, New York office. Simon Sigorsky, I think he's head, head of craft now. Amazing guy, very helpful and supportive. Was there for about three years and then only just recently took the leap and kind of started my own thing. And it's been exhilarating, but also terrifying, <laughs> terrifying at the same time. So yeah, that's my kind of boring story <laughs> i mean listen i don't know what was boring like you kind of you went from new york all the way over to asia stayed over there bounced around doing your thing started your own thing there's so much in there i want to get to that whole like jumping from kind of the kind of corporate world to starting your own thing but first i want to i want to understand from you, you you say you take a lot of what you got out of mape and, and brought it over to you to wherever you are and I'm just curious, like, what are those things, if you got to pick, like, three things that you're like, these are the things, like, that I got from MAPE that I, I still use today, even then now that I'm opening up and doing my own thing? I think one of the the concepts that stuck with me was probably from Tiffany Warren. She's, I think she coined the term, you know, rise up, reach back. So I kind of applied that wherever I could, wherever I could find opportunity to do that whether that be starting something else or just mentoring or, you know, helping educate people. I've had a lot of people reach out to me about like how to navigate the international kind of move. And so I've been having a lot of discussions with people just randomly. I think like once a week, someone messages me about, like, oh, I see you've been in Tokyo and Singapore. Like, how can I do that? So I'm just trying to like help wherever I can. I think in, in advertising, you don't get many opportunities to like actually impact people. Uh, you know, we, we create work, we create advertising, you know, hopefully people buy stuff, but there's not many opportunities we can actually affect people's lives. So I think that's um, through MAPE and just uh, being involved uh, in the industries is, an, is a way to do that. So that's why I kind of keep coming back. <laughs> gives me gives me a bit of dopamine, but I'm also like trying to help, him, help people. <laughs> so, yeah, I think those are kind of the pillars that I'm trying to apply wherever I can. So I love it. I, you know, you know, I just have to ask because one of the things that always comes up with folks, and you you kind of hinted at, it, is like you're you're always connected to Mape through some way, shape, or form. And I'm curious, have you run into other Mapers in your travels in Asia? Yeah, yeah, I had. Um, I met. Um, I think she was 2012, a few years after me. I was in Singapore and she was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be visiting. And then, yeah, we met, meet up there and we hang out and talk about stories. That's awesome. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. I'm always happy to like connect when people are traveling and stuff. It's a little bit less nowadays, but. Yeah, it is. But you know, as it opens up, everybody heard that you may alum out there. Hit up Shabazz if you're, you're wherever. <laughs> I don't know where you will be, wherever. Shabazz, but you know, just hit just him look up me and up. be like, you know, here. I'm coming somewhere in Asia. Yeah, where got, are you? I got <laughs> so, some stories. I can help out where I can. There you go. There you go. Because that's like always one of the things I hear is like, if you're, if you've done MAPE, once you're connected, if you just say, Hey, I'm a MAPER, like most people yep. are just opening the door. Come on, let's have a drink. Let's have lunch. Let's have dinner. You know, come sit. Let's just have a phone call even at the very yeah. least. It's an, it's an interesting 
dynamic. I think like I was thinking about it. You know, you said we keep you, Mape has a way to to keep you you know coming back. I think it's like you know it's not it's not like we're colleagues. It's not where like we're we're friends. Like I don't I don't know everybody in Mape, but we're all trying to lift each other up, right? We have a kind of shared experience, shared purpose. You know, I respect you if you're in, in Mape, kind of given. Like I see you, I'm here for you. So I think it's just a really interesting kind of dynamic that you know it's 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 things that are unsaid like it's an unsaid kind of feeling yeah. towards a lot of people which is really unique yeah it's almost like that secret handshake you know yeah. that you get oh. you know how like when people maybe we should make one should we make oh i think we should somebody somebody in the mid community let's make a secret hand, make a secret handshake there should be a secret handshake competition Put it on what, Instagram, TikTok, whatever the kids are using these days. Maybe, maybe uh, there is. We just don't. Know maybe it. there is. I don't. Maybe I was never a mape, so maybe I don't know because I don't. I, I can't know the secret handshake. Somebody oh confirm God. whether or not there's a secret handshake for mape, please. <laughs> Tweet it out. Let us know. And if there's not one, somebody needs to make one, like right now. Because yeah, like that's. I mean, I can only imagine. You know what it's like to be. It's like almost like a a a, a, a you know, sorority or fraternity where it's like you're connected no matter which city you did your internship in, you know, you're, you're still connected no matter what year you did it. There is a connection that runs through, you know, years and locations uh, with, with Mape. And it's just a really beautiful thing and so powerful, especially when, you know, you happen to be somewhere and be like, I don't know anybody, whether that be an agency down the street or across the globe. You mentioned that like people always reach out to you when it's about like navigating that move from you know overseas or in in Asia specifically. What's what's some advice you would give somebody out there who is looking to make that move? Yeah, I mean, I think the key. I mean, even what I did was just network, just ensure you know, ask someone, be that person that's asking for a connection. That's usually you know the way that even roles that are not posted yet, like not every every company posts the roles that are coming out and you can be the one that fills that before it's even listed so there's always opportunities i think especially in asia you know they're they're looking for international talent there's there's definitely opportunities middle east dubai you know there's a lot of uh interesting companies growing there that they want international talent they want western thinking they want like new perspectives so if you're interested in kind of opening that up there those there's a lot of resources to to explore that and just navigate like networking through somebody a friend of a friend boss of a boss just have a network with with within a network and kind of like just uh ask people around so that's been i think one of the key things others is just is just go for it <laughs> i mean i mean a lot of, of people like they there's a lot of thinking around like you know oh my retirement or you know what's going to happen to my 401k or i might have some student loans what's going to happen with that i think it's you don't know what you don't know it's going to be a journey and it you'll you'll learn something what's the worst that'll happen is that you'll learn something maybe you won't like it it's it's going to change you no matter what so just try i think it would be the first step <laughs> and so yeah it'll you'll have a way to learn things that you wouldn't know that you were going to learn which is something that i just kept growing like as i traveled in, in throughout asia from singapore you know i just found new things every day and it kept it fresh that was something that was very different to my work life in new york you know 
just kind of staying base and didn't have I traveled a little bit but not as was not as frequent or accessible to get around to new places so that was something totally different that came to me mm, okay that's that's good about it. I love the you know part of it, like so some people are so scared and it's like well the worst I can say is no and they're not like it's not like they're gonna fire you for asking about opportunities abroad and you still have your job so what really is the worst thing like they just said no and if that's what you want you go find it somewhere else yeah and i mean uh, it might it might not be now you know it, as long as you kind of register your interests maybe something will come up in a year or uh, a team member will leave like kind of what i had you know i, I filled the role of someone else that then left so you know it's as long as maybe your management knows that's that's another step it's not that you're looking to leave it's just you're interested in in helping the company in other places and seeing like how you can learn and grow as a person uh, in different cultures yeah and i think that's that's also that's an interesting point right because people see it's like oh you're leaving the company and but I, and i would also say that's on the manager to realize you know if this is what you want how can i support you getting there because and especially if it's in the same company like it all goes towards the bottom line and if we help the company we help the company but great managers also say well, oh this is something you want how do i get you there versus like well you can't leave because then i i'm my team's not going to be as good and this and that doesn't work either so let's yeah that's a different problem that's a different problem right <laughs> so if you're a people manager out there ask yourself how do you support your folks when they say and share with you what their career aspirations and goals are so i'm, I'm curious then like what after making that move what was like one of the hardest things about making the move from the U.S. to Asia for you, whether it be like you missed something from back home or just something that was hard to get used to or, you know, it took a while for you. What was it? I think the hardest was just navigating different working styles and just cultures that I just wasn't as I didn't have as depth, as much depth uh, as I did before. Um, you know, I and you'll you'll be seen as like oh you don't know what you're doing <laughs> and that's pretty standard across like a lot of industries but you know you're growing you're learning and you're you're making an attempt to try which they really value so i think the hardest part was just kind of like getting over my competence and being able to like make sure that i'm seen as i know what i'm talking about in these other markets so like if i have meetings with my a thai my thailand team you know how can I gain the confidence of them that they I know it that I should be able to to lead them in the right direction? Um, and it's different if it's it's different for India, it's different for Japan. So yeah, there's a lot of uh, learning curves, but you come out bigger and better on the other side. Yeah, those. I mean, you're you're speak that truth of these cultural nuances are so key because you know one thing that could be respectful in one culture could be disrespectful to the other and it's not like it goes country to country you know indian itself has so many different cultures customs even within one country as as do most i can see it being definitely being a challenge trying to get used to an understanding and you know especially when you're crisscrossing you know those countries and and have to deal with with all sorts of different working styles and cultures and, and things like that you know, looking at where you are now and, you know, we're about to get we're about to get into kind of, you know, what you're doing here. If you could just take a moment and think about your younger self and you can pick what that means. If you had a chance to write a letter to your younger self, what would you say to them? Mm, deep. 
that's what we do here yeah. yeah we take that question we just go deep 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 i think it would be a learning from my dad that i only realized into practice just recently again is that you have to be better than the best uh which is typical south asian kind of parenting maybe <laughs> but the origin of that stems back to 9/11 my dad worked in the world trade center for 30 years and from that point on you know i can tell you the brown and desi community lives you know completely changed on a lot of different levels you know starting point of trauma and bullying for a lot of people myself included you know i shunned my cultural identity for a long time you know, had fights in college like in college i had fights it's, it's kind of weird but i'd be lying you know if i didn't affect my personality and who i am today because of it but you know it's and it still does so when you know when job hunting time came around you know he said listen you have to be better than the best you know if it comes down to hiring you or john smith you know no offense to john smith out there but you need to make sure isn't any doubt that they would choose you in a way you know in a way that's kind of like the reason mape exists right you know how it helps and we each try to lift each other up beefs people's knowledge and experience up helps you get your foot in the door usually the hardest part so you know as i progress in my career i find myself like applying that concept in in other places you know pitching a campaign selling a product starting a company you know what makes you better than others so put yourself in in situations and and environments that you make sure that there isn't any doubt that you're going to be better than another someone else or another person or another company so i think that's <laughs> kind of yeah <laughs> Mm. <laughs> yeah what a letter what a letter can you can you write like a million of those and just send it around to folks yeah i mean i think it's like it's it's just it's aspirational right it's not like you're gonna be perfect at anything and certainly what i'm seeing now is you know I, i'm still learning myself and you know i'm just trying to be to push myself uh at least you know shooting for the moon even if you don't if you even if you miss you'll be amongst the stars or something like that so i'm trying to be you know aspirational ways that i grow as professional and personal and then just putting into practice um in whatever i'm doing so i think like there's a lot of opportunities that mape puts in front of people that lets them do that i think which is really interesting yeah, i agree so i just um one thing i'm curious about is like you know you were here in the states doing mape some agency work moved over to asia there's so many different parts of Asia too. When you look at the uh, the diversity, equity, inclusion landscape and compare the two, like what are the biggest differences and similarities that you see in both kind of in both countries? It's really interesting, and and kind of what I wanted to pick your brain on as well is DEI means a lot of different things in other places. I think a lot of it stems from the U.S. and than other markets and and other countries they want to be involved but they just don't know how to apply and implement a lot of those practices it's still a very nuanced kind of growing industry and people are struggling to identify like what does DEI mean in my market or in my country in my company i know for a fact you know in tokyo like inclusion does not mean like racial you know in hiring people from from different racial backgrounds it's it's actually about like where people come from in japan the different parts in rural versus urban versus you know countryside you know it's it means something totally different i think companies struggle a lot to identify 
like what's important on the DEI landscape for them. But there's, you know, similarities is just being inclusive to, to everyone, like have standard good hiring practices, which is, you know, sometimes it's not really standard. That has to be taught too, which is just crazy. But I think they see it in the West first and then they think like, oh yeah, like how do we apply this to us that's in a way that's relevant? I think it's what a lot of people are kind of struggling and learning right now. Yeah, it's interesting. Like as you describe it, it's very similar to kind of see, I think what happens within like companies in the US where it's like one company does one thing and they're like, oh, we'll just do it like that. And how do we make that our thing versus just like, well, what, like I said before, like, well, what does it actually mean to me, company? And where do we need to focus? Because we have different, issues different challenges different needs then you know company a has different needs than company b and vice versa and while we all need everything i think there's like something right now that's more probably more immediate and more relevant right like you say like in japan it's not necessarily about ethnicity but it's about like where you it's more of like a uh, you know like a geographical maybe class sort of thing is like that is what it is right now and if you focus on that, it's like, you know, they say you try to boil the ocean, you're not going to do anything. But if you can focus on that one thing, it's like, okay, this is where we need to start. Because they also say like, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. So if you start to change things for where it's actually relevant and, and important for your company, then you start to see shifts everywhere. Because other things will, will as soon as you start working on that, other things will start rising and you might do stuff that you never thought about. You know, and it might shift to ethnicity or not depending on where you are. But I think a lot of what happens is, you know, it's like a it's like a USA first sort of model, which is good to understand like what are the issues, but it also doesn't mean it's going to fit exactly for what you need right then and there. And I think right. Yeah. I, yeah. I think there's a lot to be to learn from like how can we apply similar concepts with people in different cultural backgrounds? Um because I know, you know, even in Singapore, it's it's a melting pot. It's like a New York, but it's more South, like Asian in, in that sense. People are very diverse. You know, it's people from all over the place. I never felt like I was out of place uh, in Singapore, which is really unique. But like, what does what does diversity inclusiveness mean in, when it's already kind of pretty diverse in in a, a visual aspect? So how how do you get into those concepts and i think like it's there's no answer for it right now but i think a lot of dei practitioners practitioners are kind of scratching their heads and seeing like okay how do we get into it and what does it mean for us mm -hmm. it's interesting because it's like it's almost like people are looking for a blueprint but there's no blueprint that will fit you know you can't you, it's not the same building you're building you know <laughs> yeah. not the same yeah. house. so if you take my blueprint it's not really going to fit, you know, yeah. it's going to be a too big or too Pe small or, you know, people not going to go. <laughs> yeah. People won't go. Um, and so I think it's, it's more of like a, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It's like, what can we, can we learn? What can we understand from what's going on over here and apply those same principles and things to how we are to, to our own challenges that we're having. And, and speaking of challenges, I know that you've, you know, you just started your own thing a few months ago. I mean, that must have been challenging in itself. Like, what what even it's, started the impetus for that? It's weird. I mean, I was I was burned out in Japan. <laughs> I was absolutely burned out. Um, was doing. It was very typical of exactly what you hear in the in the news and on in movies. You know, they work very hard, and that's pretty standard. That's expected. So I was doing like 15, 16 hour days, and then I 
leave that to start my own thing, which is like, oh, <laughs> I kind of need like a little bit of time, but I also want to, you know, kick things off on a, on a strong note. So I'm trying to find, find the balance of that right now. But yeah, I've just been kind of, I've seen where there are opportunities and I wanted to, I, I think I'm at the place now where I could kind of like capitalize on that on my own. And exactly what I was doing before is like, let me at least try because the worst that'll be is like, maybe I spent some money, maybe I spent some time, but at least I'm going to learn something. And I think a lot of people don't do that. So I try, let me try it. Let me put myself in moments and, and kind of situations that I can maybe excel in that and just try to have the confidence uh, in you know, my team that I have and uh, that I'm working with that we can do it. So yeah, it's really interesting learning heaps that I didn't expect that I would have to learn. <laughs> so about like running your own company and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's really rewarding. Yeah. I can't, I can't even imagine like starting a company in a, in a country that I'm not from either. Yeah. I mean, you it's, know. it's also, it's good. Um, nowadays people are, it's like kind of location agnostic. People are very open to, to meeting, uh, even if you're not in the country, it's always better obviously in person but at least like having the conversations it's not as hasn't been as hard as as before but also yeah i've been i'm pretty familiar with the region and so i can kind of navigate that pretty well with the team that i have so that's that's not my concern it's more about like getting my name out there and like you know kind of being seen as you know someone that knows what he's doing when you know everybody's learning but also you know i definitely have certain experiences and certain things that a lot of people don't so I, I try to apply that i'm still usually you know quite young for where people are at right now so that's also another challenge is how to be taken seriously on certain things but pretty sure i, I can i can execute properly compared to other people's yeah that's there's a lot of different challenges which is good in a way but also <laughs> but also kind of annoying sometimes yeah i mean if it's not gonna be challenging is it really gonna be exciting fun keep you on your toes all that stuff so talk to me a little bit about the company like how did you decide on the name what are you focusing on the name yeah so Robo media group um so we have a, a few different divisions um, and skill sets and I, we started it with a, a team across the region um, with a network of people that I'm, I'm working with. Rawa is actually a small island off the coast of Malaysia. It's a beautiful kind of place that you know you find yourself always wanting to go back to and that's actually where we decided no more kind of agency hierarchy you know politics vile clients things like that we kind of made the decision there that we're going to start our own thing the right way um, and how we want to do it uh, together and you know the concepts that we're going to implement so we just kind of based it off that but essentially we do entertainment partnerships branded content um, in film gaming entertainment tv things like that uniting brands and and you know startups uh, big corporate brands with entertainment properties across asia which is kind of in the space that i was doing before but not limiting to the film which is a really unique kind of time i think gaming's having a, a heyday right now a lot of people are curious about how to execute there but and then you know the whole metaverse kind of thing is just really you know it's a it's a world that nobody knows the answer or how to navigate we're here to kind of like be the leaders in that that space as well yeah and i mean and we're, we're recording this in november of 2021 so yeah let's by see the time, by the time this gets released i'm sure that 
everyone will have it all figured out. Oh yeah, um, with 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 the metaverse. <laughs> um, I know Netflix just launched gaming on their platform as well recently. Yeah, so I'm working with your team in in Singapore on a few things as well. Oh, okay, regional. All right, yeah. that's that's what's up. Things um, cooking. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean that sounds sounds like you have your hands in a little bit of everything out there and trying to trying to figure it out. You know, if you if you think about the future, your future. Rawa Media, like, what is something that you want to tell your future self uh, that they should keep in mind always as you kind of head down this path? It's another another deep one, <laughs> good one. But I think, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't have the future written, and I I don't know what it's gonna look like in a couple of years. The same thing that I thought of when I when I first moved is, oh yeah, I'm going to be there for two years. And then it ends up being kind of my whole life until now. Um, so I don't really know the future, but what I would say and, and hope to achieve is just, I just need one, <laughs> let's just do one big thing that I can say like, all right, this is, this is the base of it. And then we're going to build from here because I'm not, I'm not trying to be the next big network, I'm not trying to make millions of dollars and in the space i'm just trying to like have my kind of personal fulfillment professional fulfillment with the team that i have to do great work uh, with great people in a way that i think that it should be done um so in that in that sense like let's let's do it properly and just kind of see where we go and what we can grow in um because it's yeah i'm not trying to like <laughs> be a millionaire from an agency <laughs> And starting an agency is not exactly know. the right way, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love the fact you're not like, I'm doing this to make money. And what I heard was like, you want to set the foundation. Like, it's like, set the foundation so that whatever happens, happens. Whether you become a millionaire or, hey, even a billionaire off some agency stuff, who knows? But as long as you have that foundation set and you know the core and you stick to that core of like, this is why I'm doing it, it's, it doesn't matter because that's, that's what's true to you. Mm. yeah i think there's i mean people don't get into it for glory or money i think this industry but maybe oh maybe some <laughs> for, for, award, for awards and stuff have, have uh, you have you met any creatives in advertising <laughs> i kind of overlooked that part for a sec no nothing nothing wrong with creatives love y'all when it comes to like let's just do let's just do great work um, really interesting, fascinating stuff. You know, I worked on ExxonMobil oil for five to six years. We didn't win many awards, but it was the biggest client on, in every part of the world. We usually made the most money for the agency. So there comes a time and a place, and I think like an opportunity in the minutia of the agency world that you can do great things with just great people. It doesn't have to be like big kind of cans winning stuff there's still great work to be had in in other parts of the world and in places so that's the direction yeah i mean it's like the impact you can have is is always there right whether it's you know one person or a million people you know one view or five billion views whatever it is I used to say when I used to teach martial arts that like if one person showed up to class it's going to be the best class ever if 100 people show up it's going to be the best class ever doesn't matter it's gonna be the best class ever it's good. i don't know it's if that was actually true <laughs> for them but for Maybe me for the other <laughs> it was always the best class ever yeah it's it's a mentality it's the way i think that you need to position it yourself in you know in your mind as well as 
are are you enjoying what you're doing? Are you finding fulfillment? Is it helping people? Is it maybe it's not, but is it beneficial in other ways? Do you learn something? So I think like I look at you know the work, kind of work that I'm doing and and kind of ask myself different questions to see you know you know how how we can be better people from it. So. I love that. It's always finding like, it's like, again, I hear you, it's like always going back to like, what is true and core to you and why you're doing this, you know, if you can keep going back to that, then it doesn't matter if you're making a billion dollars a year off this stuff, because it's yeah. like, it's fulfilling who you are and your purpose and what you set out to do with this. And I guess as long as you have a roof over your head and food on the table. Yeah. It, 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 it comes with a certain amount of privilege to like kind of go on your own and, and find it. Yeah. People have different circumstances, you know, debt or, or kids and stuff. I, I mean, I'm, I don't have any of that. So I kind of had the flexibility to kind of explore different routes, but I totally understand where people are coming from on, on different parts, but just make calculated decisions, put yourself in situations to, to grow and kind of learn from it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you'll learn something and, that you can apply later yeah i mean your path is your path my path is my path and everyone's got their own path depending on where they where they are and where they sit in the world and you're right like sometimes it's you can reach it i mean it's, it's what kind of we often forget about you know when we see this kind of like oh look this person's a 23 year old tech startup whiz person and mm. you know it's like yeah and you know they had a lot of help i mean i remember hearing this one story about this uh teacher in the bay area and he had the opportunity to bring like Steph Curry in to talk to his class. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, I don't want it. And everyone was like, what? Why? It's like, oh, because, you know, Steph Curry and the kids I'm teaching, they, they live very different lives. Grew mm -hmm. up very privileged. Dad, basketball, NBA player, coach, basketball coaches to help them through all this stuff. My kids have none of that. I want someone who that they can relate to and they can see, you know, has a similar path. And there's nothing wrong with, you know. What, what Steph is doing out there, the Warriors. Um, but it's about understanding, you know, where you are and what you want to do and how you can get there as an individual, not necessarily following the path of, of somebody else out yeah. there. Yeah. You know? Chart your own. Chart your own chart future. Your own, chart your own future. Follow it. Man, uh, you know, it's been great catching up. I know, you know, we're kind of brushing up against our time slot today. But before we go, I definitely wanted to ask um, a question we always ask, or not a question, it's, a, it's an opportunity, it's an invitation into a space for you to leave our listeners with one, one, two, with whatever you want, make sure nothing gets left on the table. You know, I always, I always mess this up. Make sure everything's left on the table and nothing gets left unsaid. I need to write it's that title. down. It's a title. It's a title. <laughs> You know, it's hey, it's early for you, late for me here. True, right? true. It's been a long day. Yeah. Um, but you got 60 seconds there about to kind of leave the folks with whatever you want. Yeah, thanks. I mean, awesome catch catching up with you. Um, so I would say probably, you know, life begins outside your comfort zone. You know, it's okay to not have a final destination. Um, but take calculated risks be prepared to learn and grow on the journey i think you know there's a lot of things that you you don't know and that's okay um but you don't know what you don't know so just try to take risks 
<laughs> calculated risk and yeah experience uh new things wherever you can that's what I, it's not exactly a minute but i think that's kind it of have to, you, you had a minute some people take more some people take less that is that is great i love that life begins outside your comfort zone i mean that's not original but i'm taking <laughs> uh, it, it does, listen it, if it if it left mark on you leave that mark on others you know what do they say there's only like seven stories out there in the world anyway all right everything's okay. just repeated repeated and recycled so true i'll take that i love it right life begins outside your comfort zone uh shabazz thank you so much for taking the time i know you're on this retreat you're probably gonna go and like meditate for like eight more hours <laughs> today <laughs> no it finishes today i'm leaving <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I've had enough. I'm done it's with done. this relaxing stuff well no i really appreciate you taking the time it was good catching up i can't believe it's been like 11 years, 11 years. since yeah. since you did maybe and we were talking earlier about coming to jwt at that great bar that they used to have over there. Um, Changed it all, man. Changed it everything. It. <laughs> I have no idea how big impact it was. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you again for coming. I want to thank the 4A's Foundation podcast great team. team. Great yeah, team, by the amazing way. Amazing team. Amazing team. And everybody who has helped make this podcast a reality. I want to thank everyone for listening. And Shabazz, any... any, any Thanks, goodbyes. Oh, where can people... You said people want to reach out to you when they come, you know, to Asia. Do you... Where, where can they Where can they find you? Just connect on LinkedIn. I'm LinkedIn. around. All right. Yeah. Cool. Easiest. Remember, everyone, everything we do, we do it for you. Shabazz, thank you again. And until next time, 